Hey, Paul. Hey, Alex. How are you? I'm good. Again, we've let a little bit of time pass, but that's okay. There's a lot going on, keeping us busy. Last time we spoke, we were talking about this new proposal from the Microsoft Edge team, Parakeet with Noisy Ranking. And at the end of that conversation, you mentioned we've now recorded, we had, at that point we had recorded four podcasts and really hadn't talked about anything outside of like what's going on with like browser ads, APIs, development, standards, work in, in the browsers, all that kind of stuff. And there's this whole other world out there, right? Uh, well, well said. And I think it's, it's probably time we start talking about that other world. And as, as I've been thinking about it, like maybe a good way to transition to talking about that other world is just like, you know, we've almost been talking about these browser APIs as though they're a foregone yeah. conclusion and in the sense that everyone's going to adopt them, it's all going to, that's, everybody's going to shift over to that stuff. And that, that, if we've, if we've indicated that through how we've talked about it, that wasn't the intention, but it may have been inadvertent that we, we kind of communicated that. So I like maybe as a, as a way to transition into the, Think, talking about things that aren't being developed in the browser, not being developed in the in the operating system or browser standards tables. We could talk about like how you personally are thinking, I'm personally thinking, what we're hearing about how people are even planning kind of around or thinking about planning and, and maybe even re- making recommendations about planning or strategizing around planning for these browser APIs versus other things, right? So like, uh, ho- hopefully that makes sense both to you and the listener. Um, but I think it's a good way. And then and then as we start to talk about these other things like that are outside of the browser, outside of the operating system at a high level, it gives us a good jumping off point later to maybe dig in deeper in, in future episodes to any one of these like, alternative should we call them alternatives like what should we call them uh like what do you think i don't think necessarily are alternatives because i like maybe as we'll dig into i I don't i don't know that any one of them drives at the specific use case like depending on the proposal that you're talking about right but let's say we're focusing on the parakeet the retargeting proposals then i alternative is almost not the best word because i was thinking earlier before we started recording like what is actually the alternative and there isn't an alternative if you say that retargeting is is your aim, right? Not that I can see, like the classical way that we define retargeting, there isn't a clear cut alternative to those things. So I think from that sense, it's kind of made sense that we focused or, or the industry is kind of, I don't want to say blindly, but kind of framed the conversation the way that you framed it at the beginning of this podcast, which is like almost with an air of inevitability that we will we will do one of these things because retargeting today exists. Retargeting, we want it to exist tomorrow. Uh, Chrome, you know what I mean? So Chrome deprecates cookie, Chrome replaces with API uh, and possibly in other browsers as well. And so, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I think um, as the conversation's gone on and or as as the proposals have developed and as things have developed and as the landscape has developed you know you have to understand that we're moving from like 
a fairly rigid way of thinking about the way that marketing has been done historically. And I say historically in loose terms because programmatic isn't historic, but you, you know what I mean for the past 10, 20 years or whatever it is, this kind of an established way of doing things, or there has been. And now um, that mindset, because of the deprecation of the cookies and because of the shifting landscape, I think people are more open to approaching similar problems um, in a different way because they kind of have to, right? They, they, they have to rethink how they do their business. Not, so if, it's almost like if you're f forced to rethink how you do it on a technical level, then why not rethink like how you do it in a complete level, right? And so there's so many different strands to this because, I mean, the, the reason this is happening is uh, an increase in user privacy or like the, you know the, an increased focus in the industry on u, u, user privacy and it's almost like the the attitude is almost this is only one part of it but the attitude within the industry is shifting such that you know maybe we we might not want to do those things in that way right we we don't you know, we don't want to just classically retarget we don't want to just replace one kind of um retargeting approach with another one so i think there's 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 that aspect of it that people are just willing to to accept maybe that there's a different paradigm and there's a different way of doing business and they, they because they're kind of forced into that situation but i do think there's more like real pragmatic element to it um in that we're now faced with the proposals right and when we started talking about this we could have gone in many different directions with the different proposals uh, for the different use cases and so i was more involved in some than than others but um, as they've become to solidify, like the um, um, Fledge is obviously in origin trials, so is Topics. So like they've begun to take a solid form that we can assess a bit more clearly in terms of product management perspective. We're both product managers. Uh, so like, you know, the classic opportunity versus cost uh, assessment, evaluation of like, so now we're now we're kind of at the cusp of when these things go into the browser, then product managers are faced with the real decision of do I have to uh, invest da, 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 to get this into our already complex system? As, as you know, that this all of the systems are incredibly complicated. What is the return on, on that in, investment? And it's incredibly difficult to, to be frank to, to assess those things because this it's such a shifting target. Now I think I think we can you can make a good estimate of what the resource to do these things will take, like how you know LOE or man hours or however you want to uh, phrase it, like how long it will take to implement these things into your system. You can make kind of good estimates about that, although they're always underestimated, as you know. But then the 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 reward element, the opportunity size, is so hard to assess because we don't know post like cookie apocalypse or cookie deprecation like how much budgets and mindsets will have already shifted such that the the replacement isn't really required in the same way that it was beforehand right mm. and 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 that's like the situation that we're faced with and and we're faced with it in a in a more difficult way because an origin trial is a limited version of the it's not actually the full thing. We don't yeah. even get to test the full thing. It's like a, it, you can test the APIs and you can build to the APIs, but you can't actually test the use case so that the, you can't evaluate very easily, you know, do standard product marketing things, what the size of the market is, right? You said so many good things in there. Maybe I'll work 
backwards and, and in my response or just like carrying on this conversation. So I think about the complexity of testing features in this ecosystem of ads, right? Where like you need a test budget, like you need somebody with a test budget who's willing to do the testing, who's like, uh, so on the buy, you like, you need folks on the buy side who are willing to do something. You need folks on the sell side who are willing to do something and you need like enough money in it to like actually see if it's, if it's working or not. And that's when that is like in your control, meaning like you're actually designing the features. It's hard. Now back out, like what you just said, when it's not really in your control and it's like, okay, and and it's like fundamentally different architectures in your system, like put aside for a second, like convincing internally, you know, engineers to build to that and like to get that on the roadmap. It's like externally, like the coordination cost and effort of getting a budget set up to just test, you know, Topics with the attribution reporting API, Fledge with the attribution, like, my God, um, not easy. And honestly, like it, from, from my own perch right now, right, still doing advising work for IAB Tech Lab, like one of the things that we are hearing uh, or that I'm hearing from my role there and, and like I'm hearing from my colleagues there is like, you know, how do we even begin to start evaluating whether these things will work, which is like, is a huge piece of the gauntlet that Chrome now has to walk at least with this like UK competition markets authority thing. Like they actually have to demonstrate that this stuff works. How hard is it going to be to demonstrate that the stuff works if the coordination (laughs) of getting people to spend budget through it. So like, You've got that kind of working against it, which I think you laid out well. And then this other concept, that I'm probably not going to do it justice, but what I heard, and I, you might have seen me write down on my whiteboard beside me while you were talking, like this idea that these sort of privacy-driven changes may be actually unlocking different commercial opportunities that didn't that like were desired even maybe before, but like weren't possible just because of the market dynamics and the way that cookies work and and were ubiquitous and all that kind of stuff. So like that is really interesting too, that like we may may spend a bunch of time on, you know, trying to design browser standards for things that like the industry moves on from. The note that I actually made to myself is like, privacy gives, you know, different companies opportunity to do what they've always wanted to do and and what I meant when I wrote that down on my whiteboard here was you know classic case of publisher like medium to large size media company uh would like and has always wanted to be able to control their audience more right and control buys on their property and that's been really hard when it's really easy to do, you know, cross-site campaigns, cross-app campaigns with data about 
me as a user on their site or app and when i go to some one of their competitors or you know in their view even worse like a like a cheap sort of ad farm site because i clicked on some clickbait or something and and the money is spent there instead of on their site right or app so like privacy as it's kind of been defined uh is opening up a opportunity for you know medium to large publishers at least to say wait now that the boundary lines are being drawn around like it's 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 harder to do that cross site cross app tracking therefore it's it's harder to build a profile off of things a user does on my site and then buy them elsewhere uh that actually is giving way to this like world of like this term first party data is used all the time. I'd love to unpack that with you, but like, but like all the tools around that too. And and the commercial sort of positioning. So like the tools being like, are there products that can be built that enable me as a media company to uh, exercise what I know about my audience that you can't get anywhere else. Right. And like, you have to buy it through this set of tech and like, what, what is that set of tech? Like we could talk about that. Like, um, like basically being able to control, you know, what vendors are on my page or in my app in a better way, or at least if they show up on my page or in, or in my app and there's no cookie for them or there, there's no third party cookie, there's no mobile ad ID. I don't have to worry as much about them. Like, recreating my audience and and selling it you know elsewhere um so like that to me when you said what you said about you know we're, we're spending a lot of time like rebuilding retargeting it may be that in the meantime different sort of ways of selling media and buying media spring up that make some of these you know browser operating system apis less relevant when they're like ready for prime time. I don't know. That's, that's super interesting to me. Like, does that, it, it, does any of that, like, A, did I follow what you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I, B, I, does that strike any, uh, any chords in you? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely captures kind of what, what I'm saying. Right. Because I mean, we're, you're already starting to see this in the industry, the way that it's being spoken about. I mean, you go to any sort of uh, seminar, webinar, panel, you know, situation. And, and it's all, always talking about the shift of kind of focus from from maybe, I don't know if focus is the right word, but definitely a greater emphasis on first party data, whatever we mean by that. But you, I, there's definitely more of an emphasis of the publisher sort of regaining. I mean, these are all bad words, like control for want of a better word, right? Or of, yeah. their, of, for, of their audiences. And then like a reestablishment of like genuine partnerships between publishers and advertisers rather than, you know, advertisers just or DSPs for advertisers just kind of running things cross site and not really consulting with with publishers. And I think I think that emphasis has already changed, but I, but it's more, we're in this phase of like, it's, it's, you'd want to go out into the market and do the market analysis, right? And say, well, how has that market changed? But you, but you can't really do that because some of the tools for, for enabling some of these market shifts haven't really been built yet. And they're not, they're not fully rolled out at all tech companies, certainly not in the same way. So a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the ideas that are coming, I mean, like we're going to talk about 
first-party IDs. Not every not every SSP supports uh, first-party IDs. That we talk about clean rooms, for example. Like that's almost a mess across the industry. The way it's implemented in different ways. And but these are all things that people are talking about more and more. But they're not actually established. Which means, as a product manager, when you start, when one of the questions that you have is like, what is the size of this market? And you have basically no way of understanding that because you're, you're going into a market that is not mature yet, right? So you, you can't go and say, well, how much is being spent using PPID, using clean rooms, using universal IDs, using these things? Like, where is the market shifting? Where are the budgets going? You can't ask that question that way because the, the market's not there yet. And it's not going to get there until, like, the D-Day, right? Until like the pressure is is fully like on you. Can, you have to solve this problem, which is uh, which is which is next year. So we, and and so like that's what makes the whole thing difficult. And then you have the privacy sandbox, or specifically, I think we're specifically talking about the retargeting elements of the privacy sandbox. I think some some of the things are less sort of controversial than, than, I, than those. I don't. Yeah. Well, the retargeting thing, I. Honestly, the reporting thing to me is interesting too, which I really, we haven't even done a session on those and, and those may be, <laughs> those may be some of the more interesting things because if they could work, at least like the, the thing that Mozilla and Meta are working on, like that, if it were adopted across browsers and operating systems, it's actually designed to do cross device measurement, which would be like, oh my God, if they could pull that off, like it's it's never going to go away that advertisers want to measure their campaign holistically. So like while retargeting as a primary sort of thing may shift, hmm. measurement won't. We haven't talked about that yet. So like, yes, we are kind of focused. I, I don't disagree with you that we've kind of been talking about retargeting and specifically the, the browser tech around that that is really different. Yeah. Um, but I, I keep in the back of my mind to less topics, more like the reporting stuff, because one, it is a shift, mm. like it's a pretty major shift. Yeah. Uh, uh, and two, there might actually on the reporting stuff, if they could make it work, they like browsers and operating systems make it work in a way where there's utility, they get the privacy claims that they want there's utility like it might be that the industry adopts that but that's not like you know reporting is only part of like maybe the whole thing here is that just struck me is each of the browser apis i mean i guess retargeting is kind of a business in the sense that criteo has traditionally been like a retargeting company next role rtb house but like by and large for other like on other dsp platforms retargeting is just a feature right mm -hmm. like uh uh and it's just one source of money for like publishers right so like same thing with broad targeting it's like typically just a feature uh reporting is always a feature some companies build reporting as an all-out product but it it's always a feature but what's interesting here is an advertising campaign on the buy side expects all of those things. So it's like any one of those things isn't really a product. So it's like not a market, really. Mm. So it, to your point, it's like hard to size the opportunity if you're like internally saying, hey, we should probably we should build to fledge like, well, you're that for 
to have retargeting functionality still. Like that's not even our core business. It's actually interesting that the folks that are showing up the most on Fledge are the, it's not interesting, it's obvious, but like are the retargeting is our business model. Yeah. Everyone else is just looking at it as like, it's a feature. Uh, we may make more money by not spending all of our time building and focusing on this, but like building to unlocking whatever it means to do first party data sales for, for pubs and like, uh, even doing reporting in a, in a smart way in that new world. Like, um, so yeah. that, that may be it is that, that, that like the things together make up a, a product as it were on the buy side, like re- targeting, reporting, attribution, all that stuff. Uh, but no one's thinking of them that way and there's no good way to implement them holistically that way. So like, but I, it's I, easier. Yeah. I don't sorry, know. Maybe sorry. I'm going off on a, a no, wild No, no, I, no. I agree. I just want to, while I have this, I just, I want, I want to make sure we didn't miss this piece because I think it's a real piece, right? Which I've started to notice recently that hasn't been there for a while. And I, I don't think there's anyone that's necessarily to blame for this, but I do think it's, I do think there's a, there's a, privacy sandbox fatigue or just general fatigue like within the industry of discussing these highly highly academic things um to like the nth degree and you know you know most everyone everyone wants to get to the same place right we all want to live in a private place but these 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 conversations can be so convoluted so complicated the proposals themselves are just prohibitively um complex and i i just think that people are kind of, i just feel like there's a bit of a weariness of actually talking about them or engaging on them and i i, I have to be honest i'm kind of feeling that myself i remember getting back getting into the privacy sandbox initially and was just like this is just a trevor tre- treasure trove of interesting things happening but then it started to feel like it was going into this place that was not like use case driven or reality driven. It was like, it was trying to solve problems in the industry that could potentially exist. Like you're looking, I'm I'm thinking about like the, the issues in terms of exploitation of certain paradigms and you just get, go down this absolute rabbit hole and you say like, is anyone actually asking if that would actually happen? Like, is there any evidence that that could happen? If we, do we, do we, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing like a theoretical, this could happen. So we need to do this to fix it. Right. I see that a lot, but I don't see anyone saying to me, right. Has anyone got the likelihood of that happening or telling me like what ad tech vendors would have to do in order to make that happen? And like whether that would even make sense to them from a business perspective to do these have uh, install these pernicious practices. Right. That, that leave them hugely exposed to risk just for being able to retarget, which as we mentioned a few times, is not like 100% of our business anyway. So like, why would we do, why would we expose ourselves, right? So I'm thinking of a couple of specific examples, we don't need to go into them, but I think it's more of a general thing. It's like we're solving every problem that could possibly exist and not, we're not, it it doesn't feel like there's a pragmatic approach. It feels like it's a wholly academic approach and that means you lose a lot of people because only the super, super motivated people really want to be involved in those conversations and what we need is and i was i was in a i was in a um, panel the other day and one thing i said was 
because you mentioned privacy sandbox, you think everyone's thinking about it and they're not, right? You, you mentioned privacy sandbox and people switch off. And my, my like final thought was like uh, people from ad tech like really need to come in and ask the stupid questions and say the things that the, the, the simple things like how do we do that? Or like, how does that work? And I think it's suffered from a little bit of intelligent itis almost where like all the smartest people in the room have like you know what i mean uh, yeah, made it yeah. such incredibly complex but we haven't had the person going like well how does reporting work that's never going to work in my business you know what i mean so, stuff like that yeah uh, i wonder like i'm curious how much of the focus on solution or like sort of new things outside of privacy sandbox that are intrinsically motivated by the things motivating privacy sandbox, which is the loss of cross-site IDs. Like, I wonder how much of the focus on other things is, is actually driven by what you just said, which is like, God, we can't even follow this. So like, where do we start? Let's not even try or not worry about it right now. Somebody else will figure it out for us versus (laughs) how much of it is this other thing that, that I was kind of hitting on earlier, which is, oh, the loss of cross-site identifiers actually opens up new opportunity uh, for me that I feel more in control of if I build it myself as opposed to, like, waiting on these other things. Like, I'm guessing it's 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 quite a bit of both. Like, the intelligent itis is interesting. Like, I just, I did uh, this week while we were recording uh, the, the new private advertising technology community group pat cg at w3c met and it was a an ungodly hour for for folks like paul who are in in europe uh well he's in the uk but i think he was in europe this week uh see how i how i did that there uk is not europe yeah the, i was gonna say the uk is in europe but no 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 it's, it's not, not in the eu but it's in europe no no it's not even it's an island off of the continent but that um, is how that is how a British flat. person would say it. They would say, oh, I, "I was in Europe uh, <laughs> uh, this week." Yeah, so you are right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Sorry, I, I I digress. But like, on for some reason, we it was scheduled towards the end of both. Like, there's two three hour sessions. The, the last agenda item on both of them was actually like talking about like all the facets of attribution and optimization, and like. We did go down this intelligent, you know, intelligent dietist or whatever you call it, like <laughs> rabbit hole. And then a couple of people came up for air and were like, man, I wish we could just get like a trader from, you know, like a media IQ or something like to come in and tell us what they're looking for. And then like a data science on like a bid optimization team to come in and tell us like what they need. Um as opposed to theorizing, like, because the conversation was actually like, should we, do we need to build anything more than like last click attribution? Like, and, and somebody was like, well, that seems to be all anyone like uses today. And I raised my hand and I was like, well, that's partially just because like clicks, it's been something that everyone can kind of agree on, but it, that doesn't mean that everyone's happy with it. Like, and if we're going to build something, maybe we should build something that, like, actually works to solve the problems as opposed to just recreating, you know, last touch attribution. And it was, but it was, I will say it was good because it, 
like some people came up for air and we're like and we're like okay we're getting a little you know i think it happens it it happens every once in a while but like it only happens every once in a while so the 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 people like there's some people who just don't even show up to those conversations which i think you've described why they may not like but the people who show up sometimes may never be there when we do come up for air and say hey why don't we step back and say what are we really trying to solve for like utility wise at least um but yeah so it's it like it's interesting i think the group is realizing that like the groups working on the browser stuff are realizing like maybe what you just said but they don't know exactly how to back out of it <laughs> and because everyone else is so fatigued with it like they've almost kind of lost their chance to get people engaged. Um, and so therefore, or, or not therefore, like I think, again, there's probably other reasons people are looking to other solutions, but like we're out here in this world of like, you know, there's folks, let's activate your first party data through clean rooms and whatever right or like there's even companies you know spinning up this concept of zero party data which i've actually written down a like why i disagree with the first party zero party terminology on this whiteboard here but like there's companies spinning up in that world there's like features spinning up in that world there's like obviously all these identity resolution companies that are doing what they do um which we could unpack too. But yeah, so it, it like, <laughs> I wonder if, I'm not going to say, like, I don't, I don't think the ship has sailed on, on the browser APIs, on the operating system APIs. I do think the focus isn't going to come back for a while among anyone other than the most incentivized, which we've kind of already mentioned, um, yeah, the, yeah. There's there's people that there, there's companies that are definitely going to go heavy on testing. Like I, I, I definitely know of a, of a couple that would go heavy on 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 testing. I think, and I think it's it's totally a business specific decision, right? Like it, like you said, we alluded to like if retargeting is your your own business, then it your 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 whole business or most of your business, then it makes sense that you would have to. Uh, that you would have to lean heavily in on 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 these proposals, and that you would try and be an advocate for the industry getting involved so that they survive in in the because if you're going to build to them right you don't want them to be taken out uh, in in a year's time because no one else in the industry uses them right so you need you you then become a partner that needs needs support so that's oh, like being yeah, that's interesting so be, being a <laughs> being a first first adopter is is hard and it's good that some people want to do it and i just think it's interesting that we're having this conversation because at the start it didn't seem like there would be first adopters i thought everyone would be would be saying it but as 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 time has kind of gone on the sense has been a little bit like you're looking around going uh are you gonna do are you and, and it's like mm, we're not so sure we maybe just wait for someone else to dip their toes in the water but that just gives you a much easier like sense of wh where this thing's going right like and and it's the less ris risky way of approaching it is uh although it means you might be late to the party it's not always the end of the world being late to the party right as long as you can understand that that party is worth going to in the first place before you go to continue the analogy right so um i don't know i i i i, I think it's difficult i think the whole but i think the whole landscape is is interesting and that's why i think it's good for businesses to not 
be like one trick ponies at, at this point in time and to, to, to make sure that they're, they're kind of keeping their ears to the ground on all of these, all of these things. Right. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the party analogy, I was thinking like the early adopters are drunk by the time you get there. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm thinking about where where we go from here. Like I think uh, I think maybe starting to to actually go deeper on. I should correct myself quickly. So something that's just come to my head that I should correct myself. Yeah, because, yeah. Do it. Like, do it. Up. Alter- alternatives. There are alternatives to retargeting that I completely forgot. And like, peep, uh, universal identifiers do still sure. enable retargeting. So uh, and, and also I- clean rooms. We could, we should unpack that because I, I, technically they do. I don't know if the way the market will stack up around them that they work commercially the same way that they do today. Um, but we could do a whole episode on that, I think, or at least on like, you know, the 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 ID resolution solutions that are seeking to recreate global identifiers. Um, so yeah, we could. Let's definitely do a follow-up on that. Uh, Follow-up on this, like, whole, I'm a media company. I'm liking this shift to some degree because it's going to give me more opportunities to exercise, uh, you know, power in a relationship where I've kind of lost power over the last 10 years um, by saying, you know, you have to kind of come to me to, to, to buy my audience or to like activate yours and activate here can mean a lot of things. It could be like pre-campaign planning, like for, for reach or lookalikes. And a lot of that's being done with some combination of ID resolution or clean rooms or private set intersection, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, so we could talk about, you know, that sort of realm, which opens the door to talking about the independent sort of clean rooms, the uh, incumbents like Ads Data Hub, the companies that are masquerading as clean rooms that are really just DMPs. Like that's a fascinating topic area. What el- What else is like, I mean, people keep using the term contextual too. Um like, is that worth talking about? Like, contextual still, like, assumes a whole lot of things being there. It seems like it makes me cringe almost as much as when people say, like, our answer is first-party data. Our answer is contextual. Like, mm. it's... <laughs> those aren't holistic answers, in my in my view, but it may, may still be worth talking about. Um, yeah. Like, oh, they're definitely worth talking about. I mean, I, I get... Yeah. I'm, I have to confess, I get confused as to like how you define what contextual is. There's there's there's, there's, <laughs> no, there's kind no of a joke. blurring of the lines of what what yeah. contextual and, and you know behavioral has become. But I, I definitely think it's worth talking about. I don't. I think. I mean, it's almost a trope these days to to say um, that that there's no one one approach that's gonna gonna prepare you for the future. But that is also what makes it so supremely interesting right now. Like. I think I said this before, but I lo- I just love being in this industry right now because it's totally crazy with all these oh, things it's, it's happening. It's bananas. Yeah. It's bananas. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think all those things are interesting. Clean rooms, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically like interested to discuss clean rooms because like to me, they're a black box. Like I don't realize I'm kind of cross analogizing there, but, but um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't fully, I, I mean, I understand them conceptually, but like, I, I don't understand how I as a consumer or an ad tech vendor can, can like assess which ones, like you said, there were some that pretend to be clean rooms and some that are the clean rooms. And like, where's, where's my power as an ad tech vendor to, to actually assess that, right? So I'd be well, interested and, to dig into those. And to your point earlier, like, uh, uh, you know, estimating market size of, of, you know, as a product manager thinking, do I integrate with these things? Do we buy one? Do we like, what do we do? Like, do we, should we care about them? Like trying to estimate market size and sustainability is really hard, especially when like, it's really hard to know. Like, I always wonder like how big in fact is like Google's ads data hub in this space? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, how big is, you know, Amazon has sort of an equivalent, uh, Facebook has a little bit of an equivalent, like, all right. So if you take those three, what, what slice of the pie is left and what slice of the pie is left that's actually sustainable, like in terms of like, should I build to this? Is it going to be there next year? Are people going to be using it next year? (laughs) Right. Or Mm -hmm. they've just thrown up their hands and said like, yeah, I do everything in Ads Data Hub. Um, like, yeah, and then and then, my God, like this is this is a tangent, but like you've got the like people, like product people, companies are going to need to strategize too on like are some of these things going to get broken apart by governments? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. in terms of sizing and what 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 do you build to in this new world and all that kind of stuff so like oh man there's a whole lot to talk we've got about. enough to talk uh, about is that just for well, next yeah. episode or <laughs> well, no, no, no. i was thinking this episode's actually been been a nice like what i at least wanted it to be which was like we've been so focused on and we still talked a lot about the browser apis but like we talked about them today with a point of view that's like transitioning from thinking about them all the time to the other stuff. So I think we've set the stage for like why the other stuff is being considered, why we should be talking about the other stuff too. Some Sometime we could circle back and, and maybe even talk about how the other stuff may fit in, like in layer in to the, like we uh, you mentioned earlier, like no one said, everyone's saying there's no silver, silver bullet for this. Like Tech Lab has talked about the portfolio approach. Mm-hmm. Like how do you layer these different, you know, browser tools versus like ID resolution tools versus contextual tools, first party data sort of activation tool, like whatever it is. Um, yeah, so listener... We've made a transition from full focus on <laughs> privacy sandbox and the browser proposals to like there's a there's a whole other world out there which we've now like I think named most of the things. Now it's just like okay, let's let's pick them off one by one. I think this is also the opportunity to get some outside voices in. We've said that multiple times, but I think we we're cooking on someone at least for one of those topics. Uh so 
man, it was good, good to catch up again. Hopefully we didn't lose people and jumping around. But I think I think the idea was we were we were doing a, sur- a survey course, as it were, at uni. <laughs> um, and we're going to go into the like 201s. Uh, that may be an American thing. I don't know. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too, man. Nice to speak to you as always. I'll speak to you soon. Peace. Peace out. Views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Xander Incorporated.